0: Welcome back to Moments from Moonberry Lake. I'm your host, Holly Varney, and in today's morning news from this sweet small town, I'll be reading A Moment with Martha Handing Over the Keys. Because of car trouble, I've had to go without a car for the last couple weeks, and I'd be lying if I didn't admit that it's been a real eye-opener, and dare I say, a glimpse into the future. If there is one moment that every senior dreads, it is the moment of handing over the keys and surrendering the independence of driving. We all know that fateful doomsday is inevitable, with some being more stubborn than others in their acceptance. It's similar to when the dentist tells you about a crack in your tooth and that there will be a crown in your future, yet you respond, Oh, it feels just fine. Let's wait and see. Then you go home and decide maybe it's better to chew only on the other side of your mouth. Before bed, you take an extra shot of fluoride mouthwash, believing that perhaps the menthol will cause the crack to magically seal and the tooth will be as good as new. That same sort of magical thinking happens to folks of a certain age over the issue of driving handing over the keys seems like something happening far, far down the road, too far to even see with your bifocals. First, you cut down on any long road trips. Then you decide it has to be just the right time of day for the perfect amount of sunlight. Then the road must be clear of any inclement weather or preferably other cars. Eventually, the jaunts to town become fewer and fewer, making you give serious debate to whether that hamburger and fries is really worth the effort. It's gotten complicated because the number of cars on the road, how fast and crazy young people drive, and most importantly, nothing is within walking distance. At my age, walking distance means across the street. Back in the day, a person could simply hitch a ride to town before all the willing drivers became hypothetical axe murderers. Now the only people who hitchhike are those with a death wish. Picking up or riding with strangers is a dangerous undertaking. I certainly can't ride a bike. I gave up on that decades ago, and unless the bike companies have come to their senses and have switched out those tiny, uncomfortable seats for big tractor seats, I have no desire to sit my fanny on the contraption. Golf carts seem the ideal compromise and gentle transition, but the government has yet to put in a lane for them on the highway, so they're no help in getting me to the doctor. My husband does not see the problem with not having readily available transportation. He is more than content to stay at home and forage like a raccoon. He mentioned that the biggest perk to eliminating the whim of getting in a car and going somewhere is the amount of money we've saved by me not going shopping. Sometimes I think he imagines me racing into the stores, waving my credit card over my head and shouting, Let me through! I've got to spend money! I believe he does a little magical thinking himself on how all the food and supplies in our cupboards actually gets there. I was feeling forlorn over my lack of freedom until I discovered that all my local stores and restaurants will deliver to my doorstep. Well, that right there was a game changer. My world opened back up. Now I can sit in my pajamas like a princess and order whatever I desire, crave, or need through the computer or phone. There was a learning curve, of course. Instead of ordering one bottle of salad dressing, I ended up with eleven. When my husband questioned why we had so much, I told him it was smarter to buy in bulk, and that's how it came when ordering online. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, but it quieted him so now I sit and order anything that comes to mind by the click of a button. All that money we saved is gone, but the moral of this story is that handing over the car keys isn't that big of a loss. It's something I'll continue to think about as I eat my hamburger and fries, which should be arriving within 20 minutes.